Well, should we should we start with the the sad admission of what we have to give give up? <laughs> yeah, let's first take a little moment to to just we're not we don't have guests now. We don't have an agenda today. Yep, we're just we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Yeah, we can say that because now we've been doing this for long enough. We can say return into our roots. That's right. <laughs> years ago, literally yeah. years ago, it is crazy. I forgot that we have been now doing this for multiple years. That is wild. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? It's <laughs> pretty weird. Oh, how much shit has changed over yeah. the since we started this. We were we were but young naive pups, and now yeah. we're old naive pups. You know, I'm just saying. Look where we are now. Yeah. Look what we, other than this bullshit show, have on our plates. Yep. We got some good shit on our plates, my friend. We have, yep. We have good shit coming for y'all. Y'all are gonna be happy with us. Yep. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's true, and and genuinely, this next round of uh, this next round of highs and lows, I feel like we finally shook out what we needed to to rebirth this baby proper. I, we got a really good slate coming up. Yeah, because turns out the first round of the return, I think we had a breach birth. The child was still born, and you know, she's doing good. She's doing all right came to life but it was definitely a it was a complicated birth and now um we've we've uh, come out of the terrible twos and we're about to about to slap y'all with some goodness so yeah about yeah. to slap those behind cheeks <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna slap them red for you all yep your butt to be stinging your cheeks <laughs> yeah you're gonna have some sore ass cheeks from us <laughs> got the crop out and had the executioner's hood on and I'm just doling it. We're do- both doling out the punishment. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry yeah. when we actually are going to start our Patreon on January 1st, um, you can dole the punishment back out to us for a price. <laughs> we'll be ready for it because we're yeah. going to be husks of ourselves in a good way, but yep. we got a lot on our plate, which is why we've been a little absent in the realm. We, uh, we got to get to work. So there might be, who knows how many of these are going to come out for this new season, but we're going to really do our best to, to get it there. And um, anyway, so I think this is a pretty, will this be our last episode of the year? I mean, probably, but we'll see. You never I gotta go out of town tomorrow. Yep. Well, if this is know. everyone, it's been a fun year. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but this is just only wins for all of 2022 for the world, for us, for film. This is definitely, without a doubt, the best year in film history. We can say that confidently. For those that were naked and liar, liar, you remember what that did to your mood that night, but you also remember what it did for the culture. That's right. And the Looney Tunes and the Godard Keep Your Ride Up. Yep. We made a couple of top tens on Slate.com for that screening. What? Yeah. I forgot to send those to you. Oh, One, shit, really? Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, send that my way. That's cool. Yeah. 
It was, probably, I think it was probably it was probably just Cam, but hey, whatever. We'll still take it. Yep, and we'll uh, we'll officially talk less shit on Slate for at least one episode. <laughs> we will. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about everyone else because yep. we finally made a top ten list on a major film website. Back back to uh, the the none too difficult task of slogging AV Club. That's right. Them slant film or slash film. Uh, basically, everyone else. Yeah, everybody else, you're still on our hit list <laughs> until we become friends with you. And yep. then, we'll, then we'll solve. You have to earn it, and then we hang out a couple times, and then once we realize you are indeed down to clown, then you're back on the hit list, but in the fun way, mm-hmm. but as friends do. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I feel we're both in the same camp. Friends who can't rib each other ain't friends at all. That's right. You're all guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, that's our like, that's our motto. Like our good buddy Harvey Weinstein today. <laughs> Not guilty on one account. <laughs> yeah. God, <laughs> uh, can't he just die? Yeah. I mean, think about this though. Him being alive is probably better than him dying for torturing him. Because yeah. as we know, his dick has been acid burned away. <laughs> and But not by, no one applied it. That's just what happens when your fupa is that filthy. It just starts to eat itself. <laughs> I mean, I do think that- No, that can't. shit sinks. It's sour for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm for sure, no joke, thinking- that motherfucker just destroyed his dick with like experimental rich person like oh for sure dick injections yes i mean any look if you're at the point where you have to inject your penis with anything for it to to rape attention yeah like i'd say maybe just for everyone's sake let's call it you really love rape yeah, you want That's, to yeah. put a needle in that fucking top vein of your dick to achieve said rape. Yeah, it's pretty like it puts him it puts him up there with the uh, all timers. Well, that's commitment right there. That's yeah, him and Jack the Ripper. They can you <laughs> <they can laughs> buds together because y'all know Jack was popping those needles in too. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I really hope we uh, we get that Brian De Palma Harvey Weinstein movie. In 2023. <laughs> Me uh, too. We do officially know one movie that is in production that we are both excited about. Yeah, it's true. I guess it can, we. I mean, we could say it. Well, we'll save it. Doesn't matter. We can say it. we. Let's just say we have nothing else to say other than this. Yeah, early next year, one of our good buds shooting a movie. Not in this country. Not in this country. Yep. Maybe we did a bunch of episodes about him. <laughs> maybe. Maybe just maybe. <laughs> But we do have official word that there is something new being filmed at this very moment. Yep. But more to come in that arena. But we're going to give you a little break on Mr. Bobby Z for a bit. Yep. We're going to return. We're going to return to something we briefly thought might be an awesome journey. But turns out we were way too late to the party. Um, <laughs> as, as any of you fool enough to listen to all our stuff, you listen to what did we do? Three or four multiple episodes on uh, one Armand White, 
Yeah. Which even those we did talk about, we were like, all right, he's definitely starting to, you know, go go <laughs> to the dark side a little more than to the light side. But he really, um, just got to say, he really sealed the deal as a fucking idiot, idiot old man um, with his response to sight and sound. It's like, it's just amazing. Like, I knew he would say some, like, stupid, weird, bro shit about ackerman you know because he's right. that, that tracks i think he would have done that his whole career probably <laughs> like, probably yeah yeah like that that was not a surprise even though it's in ridiculous how and what he says but <laughs> just he's just truly he's in full kanye mode because not only is he like no ackerman's a terrible filmmaker that's a terrible film it was just wokeness for it being in there but he's like, where's my girl Lenny Riefenstahl? <laughs> he's, he's, the hill he seems to want to die on for the however long he has left with us is that the Nazi filmmaker should be celebrated more. <laughs> like, and it's so weird. And don't get me wrong, you know, Riefenstahl made some awesome movies. This is true. But it's really weird hill to die on. <laughs> maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Maybe, mm. maybe Armand... He's the true second coming of punk. You no. know, he's like a he's like a <laughs> Sex Pistols esque motherfucker, and he's just you know he's the last uh, rebel rouser. I don't know. I think we fought about it, but I'll take I'll take John Joe's dumb shit over Armand's dumb shit right now. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, okay, I was joking about the last thing, but now <laughs> I mm, I don't know about that. No, we can look. We can put them all in the same category right now. They're just, they're just uh, acting a fool and popping off in the retirement community. They should be, in. yeah, on one, yeah, on one to say the least. So, yeah, yeah, and, yeah so. and it's but too anyway, bad. I mean, I, we yeah. were going to devote the whole we were truly gonna try to get podcast to this. We, you yeah. were going this was going to be your mouthpiece, Armand. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to give you a chance to say whatever you wanted. Yep, and if you, you listen, think we want to, people want to watch these dumb fucking silent mountain climbing movies in the first place? Yeah, like, dude, who's, who's trying not. to watch these Lenny movies, man? Nobody. They're not that sick. They're not that sick. You're being a you're being a bastard right now. <laughs> it's also it's just crazy too to like. Seemingly, he feels it with all of whatever personhood he has left, but what he's saying is that without without question lenny riefenstahl is a better and more, more worthwhile filmmaker than fucking chantal ackerman which is pretty amazing for someone who definitely knows film history that's nuts yeah yeah no he had every good reason in his head to say that so yeah i oh yeah he definitely he, he ramped himself up i think he spends a lot of time in the mirror these days oh or on his phone yeah yeah. I think that motherfucker cannot get off his goddamn phone. Like, Maybe he has like the camera open in the corner so he can see himself tweeting, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, you look good, bud." Yeah, yeah. And he's not injecting anything because his he can still get his dick hard with his own image of himself. So. You think he can still get his dick hard? I don't know. I, I think metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. anyway, you know, whatever the opposite of pour one out is, um, we're doing that for Armand right now. Hey, um, Armand, we're raising our glasses. We're still here for you if you want to try to chill a little bit. 
you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be Eric Cartman, my dude. You can just, uh, you can remember that there's a smart writer inside of you. One of the smartest, I would dare say, which has made you such a fascinating object for us because we want to kick the shit out of you. And we also want to like, we want to learn from you while we're beating your ass. Bad cigar with you. We'll fuck you. So maybe 20 years back, I'd give it a shot. Okay. So there you go. 20 years ago, Will could have had you in the alley. Yeah, you would have, <laughs> right outside that 7-Eleven, could have been you and Will. Wait, fuck. Armand could have been my Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Dude, quit. You brag all the time about that shit. And you know what? Let me be jealous that I didn't get fiddled by my principal. Okay. All right. It's time to probably just say lawyers got involved in this. This is not something that we can address directly anymore. But yeah. let's just say. Just have to, all we can say is Olivia Wild. Yeah, Olivia Wild. <laughs> we see what you did. I remember it like. Yeah. <laughs> I re- and look. I vividly also- remember it so clearly, and it replays every time I try to you know, give affection to someone. Yeah. And I've seen the scars, both mental and physical. No, no. He's got that. Look, we should just tell them John's ass is branded and it says book smart on it. So, yeah, it says women come only. (laughs) It says, (laughs) It, it says Laura Mulvey Cliff. <laughs> There's a lot of brandings on my ass. She got a lot on there. She's very it creative looks, with those wires. No surprise. It looks like an old school desk when you could still pull out your pocket knife and etch stuff into it. That's right. It's not branded. It is carved. Yeah. Olivia, that's what every time we never mentioned before because someone said it was too dark, but. Yeah. You know, it's the holiday season. John has Olivia's. Uh, <laughs> I'm as emboldened as Gavin Newsom's wife right now. And I am saying, even though a jury will definitely convict this, is a, will not understand, will know I'm lying, I will defend to the, my death that uh, Miss Olivia Womb uh, forcibly uh, kept me from baseball practice. <laughs> With chores, air quotes. <laughs> they were chores, all right. That they were chores. I mean, when your pussy is that <laughs> disgusting, it is a chore. I felt like those fucking spelunkers in the, the Ron Howard Thirteen Lives movie. I'm just <laughs> like, it, it's rough and they're gaseous, like sulfur vibes. But that is a lot like what Olivia's pussy smells. <laughs> uh, just a bad hole. Bad hole. So, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm doing better. I'm in. Uh, uh, I'm in therapy, yep. and we're we're really making progress over here. Yeah. So. And so, on that note, any news? <laughs> Other than I can suddenly now remember my name. I. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> just uh, at our screenings no one come up and call him Lil John John <laughs> it'll really trigger him 
<laughs> don't pat me on the head and lock the door. That's a very triggering. I'll toss a cool 10 spot to anyone who does that to join with the music box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we encourage you to do that to me. Make me relive my trauma. Yep. Yeah, okay, so let's get that news sound going. Just because it's the end of the year, let's utilize all the sounds. There's the news. Oh, our amazing sound. I do like the news song. You did good there. Yeah, the news song's good. The news song's yeah. good. I did tell you that my... Uh, I never said this on the show that uh, I think this is the show this access Hollywood. and but my uncle was the producer for it one of the <laughs> let's get him on he's dead but uh, <laughs> he died somewhere last year he was kind of estranged from the family he liked okay. me because yeah. yeah. I liked movies and he was trying to turn me against my mother yeah. it's a whole story for when the patreon comes i'll tell you the dixon family history of my deceptive uh access hollywood producer uncle <laughs> we'll do a, a critic he was a critic episode. you can look him up i'll tell you his name right now clay smith he was clay, the, he was the uh film critic for access hollywood and did shit what with, yeah so yeah i would grow up getting screeners and shit from him nice i also got to go on the set of actually chill with him i got kissed by paula abdul who was fucked up on pills <laughs> it was it was really great wait is that where you met olivia <laughs> she followed you home from that and was like i'm gonna be a principal. all right we have to wrap it back around yes this is unfortunately where i met olivia she told me that she had a bunch of cds for me in her office she had some Rammstein discs imports. Yeah. She said she had the Family Values to her Volume 1 CD. And, and the Up and Smoke VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. She had, she had the Chronic 2001 explicit. And I was like, oh, yes, Miss Wilde, I will follow you too. This doesn't look like an office. This looks like the boiler room. And then and the Freddy glove came on. Yeah, you but it wasn't knives. It was little uh, butt plugs. So <laughs> I'm saying too much. This is going to bite be me in the ass again. Year. I'm going to yeah. be Olivia Wilde as your abuser for Halloween with a <laughs> glove of butt plugs. <laughs> or wait, actually, we should we'll get into some somatic therapy here. <laughs> and you are going to be Olivia. I will play Lil John John <laughs> for Halloween. We live on stage will reenact your abuse. And then you will have a breakdown and we'll all go through it together. Because mm-hmm. people, the thing people say really? most is that our intros are too short at screenings. So we're going to a live yeah. therapy session. That's true. That's the probably the biggest feedback we get is that we're <laughs> on stage not enough time. Yeah. They want us to talk more. Always. They really they love it. They love it. Cause we'll yeah. Yeah. We didn't make the top fifty New York Times best film podcasts, so Well, you know, there's somebody's gotta be number fifty one. That's okay. That's right. And also no one wants to be on the New York Times list. It's no. like yeah. So some fucking YouTube guy with too much equipment. Just like it's me and my mom watching movies. 
and she <laughs> has a different take on it than I do. <laughs> what does mom think? This week we're watching Briot's Romance. <laughs> There's a good transition here to, to start uh, what is going to be part one of an unofficial part series here where yeah. Will and I are going to talk about what we liked and really didn't like. If I were going to do my top 10 for Cenophile again this year to be a good boy, oh, yeah. um, I will. I'll do mine too. They're really begging me. Okay. So we'll both do one this year. <laughs> That'll be fun. No, I'm of course I'm not serious, but <laughs> I will get them to put your top ten on. <laughs> they should not. They will. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is the the B sides here. So let's see what would make the B sides. Well, I had a really fun time seeing Detectives versus Thieves this year. Still haven't watched. Um, it's nice to see Wai Fei back in there. Did you see? You know what? I'm going to be honest. I wasn't crazy about EO. I liked it. Ooh. I liked it. I, I liked it. Let's just say I for sure liked it. Okay. But EO, EO is strongly my number two right now. Strongly your number two? Interesting. In the running. But like I said, I, I won't be as crazy as I want to be because I did the tally today of how many I have left I'd like to watch before I do it, and I still have 110. So... Not going to get to do 110 movies, obviously. But, yeah, as of right now, EO is number two. Okay, well, when you give your number 10, I don't want your bullshit like, well, here's 20. You're not getting 20, you're getting 10. Because <laughs> I know what you're going to do. You're going to be like, I can't pick this. I can't slim it down. Oh, I usually do. I, my top 10 is usually like 35 movies. I know. So, <laughs> not here. Yeah. I'll do it, but the only, like number one right now, the only thing beating EO right now for me is, um, did you watch The Beasts? The no. Spanish one? La Bestas? No, no I saw that. I have a, I think I have a copy of it. If you don't, hit me up, dude. I, I watched it twice. That's part of why wow. I actually got off track. Because so this is it, a big one for you. Yeah. I, I still, I, I do think, I suspect some other stuff might topple it, but I, w- I haven't been that tense in a minute. Um, and and almost entirely just with refreshingly just fucking like skill of editing and blocking. It mm. was so refreshing to see like like real filmmaking. <laughs> There's okay. such a lack of it lately. So yeah, well, that's true. Okay, well I'm gonna I'll watch that now. Yeah, it's good. I will take it with me to Kansas City. Um. Let's yeah, tell me if you need it before you go, though, because it's like 14 gigs. <laughs> of course. Okay, so EO, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's just it wouldn't make my top, but it'll be in this little, uh, you know, runners-up list here. Sure. I sure. enjoyed it. Yeah, you hate animals. No big deal. I hate animals. They, <laughs> are, they suck on this world. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not even going to worry about what would make top 10. I'm just going to say a couple. I loved Ambulance. Big fan. Michael Bay's Ambulance. Agreed. That movie fucking I, It achieved what makes me so sad about Pain and Gain, where it didn't ruin itself in the last third. I was pretty delighted with Ambulance, because Pain and Gain breaks my heart every time I revisit. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but it's, I still like Pain and Gain a lot. I like it till the end. Yeah, but Ambulance might be, might be one of his strongest films. It's probably, I mean, I'll have to, I've only watched it once, but right now it's probably The Rock and Ambulance, so. 
Wow. Kind of me. <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh-oh. Getting a call. Hold on. Blocked. <laughs> Did you watch um, The Eternal Daughter yet? I was about to say, yes, I did watch The Eternal Daughter the other night. What do you think? You saw it? Yes. Okay. Let's not get into plot specifics. No. We'll just give our general impressions. Um, I thought it was interesting, Mm -hmm. and I liked it. But I got to say, I wasn't crazy about it. I liked, obviously, what it was doing. I liked its, like, whole haunted house trappings kind of vibe. Um, that seemed like she was having a lot of fun doing that. Yep. Story-wise, I wasn't like in love with it, especially coming off the souvenir too, which I thought was quite good. Yeah. Uh, which I think is probably her strongest film yet. It's probably the souvenir too. Because yeah. we talked about the first souvenir, which I still deeply hate the closing moment of. I know you don't like the closing, <clears throat> but it's still you know still a good ass movie, obviously. But two, I really like, but. This one, I got to be honest, and I want to watch it again. I'm pretty much on board with everything, but I never I never had the moment of getting swept up. Yeah. Forgetting I was watching a movie, you know? Um, and I do entirely with Souvenir 2. Souvenir 2 um, is quite good. Yeah, I mean, this was all right. It just, it also kind of, I'm having, I'm trying to let my old bitch flag fly just a little bit, just to test the waters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because i used to have a lot of stronger opinions on things so i'm diving my toes back in the water and just seeing what happens here's my nerdy bitchiness right now about tilda swinton stuff okay. memoria excluded um it seems to me like a lot of people forget or still have never watched <laughs> the beginning of her career with Derek jarman and christoph schlingenzief and the, like truly astonishing things they all did together mm-hmm. um, and a lot of what is happening now with the stuff she's into me feels like pale retreads a little bit not entirely i don't think i don't you know i think that's too extreme to call it that but if i don't know it feels to me like just in comparison to where she started, which is also crazy. No one does that. No one starts as strong as she did, you know? Yeah, that's true. As far as, as, far as just, like, true fucking masterpiece after masterpiece. But I don't know. The, yeah, the, the Swinton stuff lately just makes me want to watch all that other stuff from the beginning. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a stale aspect coming with the novelty of... Yeah. it's not even quite stale it's just like when you're fucking stoked that there are still chips right and you bite and you're like thank god i opened this bag today because tomorrow <laughs> again but, not not memoria but because he gets it well he gets it he knows you can tell he knows he's you know right he's using it in a way that has not been utilized before yeah i think really something yeah, but yeah the, the eternal daughter is definitely a good time i don't think anyone's gonna like be super pissed off with it it's oh, it's still good i still really like it but if you're a joanna hogg fan you will like this movie i think but oh for sure yeah. yeah and it's good it's good i hope she keeps making movies and she keeps shooting on film so god bless her you, you know, know it feels like a pandemic movie you know what i mean like something That's that was true. made like because that were those were the limitations because it's one location it's got tilda playing both parts so there's not 
too many people in the room. It's just one actor, really. And the, well, the, well, the scene, yeah. okay. the scene yeah. stealer outside the dog yes. is, of course, that amazing receptionist. Yes. Who's but also trying to be shallow, but so hot. <laughs> Brother, what show do you think you're on here? This is the most, these, these are the shallowest waters. <laughs> she is so mean and so hot. Oof. Yep. She can be rude to me anytime I stay at her hotel. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yes, sir. We know that Will is a punishment pig. So and I would never drive away from her while that, <laughs> shitty, that shitty techno played in my car if I was picking her up. Never once would I drive yeah. away. Yeah, it would be like uh, skinny puppy. <laughs> Damn, what an insult. Yes. <laughs> Sliced. Even I even I hate skinny puppy. And that tells you all you need to know. All right. Yeah, moving okay, on. so yeah, moving on. Uh, I gotta mention we... a relevant one. I'll go ahead. What were you gonna say? You're gonna I, mention just, I gotta mention a relevant one. What? Did you watch Law Sing Chata yet? No, not yet. Oh, well, we won't do it then. We're going to do an episode. We have to. We'll, we'll wait. Yep. Just uh, it's the Bollywood Forrest Gump for our listeners. Um, check that shit out. It'll come. I, 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 you need to send me a copy that I can watch over the holidays. It's on, it's on fucking Netflix, dude. Oh, well, there you go. I, <laughs> um, okay. What else? Uh, did you see, you saw Crimes of the Future, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. Masterpiece. I thought, I thought, well, not maybe not masterpiece, but I thought I wouldn't go masterpiece, but I think it's fucking great and a, a welcome return, very welcome return. Yeah. And he, I mean, it's it's Cronenberg. He wouldn't have come back if he didn't have some shit to do. And yeah. all these folks crying retread or whatever, um, never understood him in the first place, in my opinion. So yeah, you should be so happy that this is how this motherfucker comes back, like. Also, if that's a retread, then so is like fucking Touch of Evil from Citizen Kane. Like, I don't want to fucking hear. Yeah, that. I guess then the entire director's <laughs> career are retreads. You know that John Ford retreaded over a lot of similar ground, which yeah. really doesn't work for me. No, that's yeah. why I hate him. I really hate film. I like I hate artists that explore an obsession <laughs> or a theme and try to take yeah. it to the ultimate. That's mm-hmm. just lame. They should all be different. Yeah. Like I prefer if you world. can't tell what someone's interested in past getting a paycheck and a blowjob. That's right. Yeah. They all need to be a Taiki Watiti thing where you don't know what this guy's going to do next, folks. This guy's like Bugs Bunny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm still, that's another one I'm mourning. I really like that guy at the, at the start. You and know? I'm also sorry to compare Bugs Bunny to Taiki Watiti. That is not fair to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> a true cultural icon, a hero of, for the transgender community. So I'm sorry. And I'm doing the work. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, did you watch oh another person I'm very happy to see? Um speaking of a return, in my opinion anyway, because it has been a minute for uh Monsieur Francois Ozon um since I was excited. Did you watch Peter von Kant? No, and I don't want to, but oh dude, you will have a, a blast of a time. It is pure like you it's know my feelings on Ozone. I we I've oh yeah no I know not I know. but no because you you told me you could at least still hang out with me when I said well the last good thing he did was eight fems and you were like okay then I'm on board with that <laughs> yeah. but I am yeah. not on board with that motherfucker watch 
just watch this one. Trust me. I promise I wouldn't lead you astray. I okay. fucking agree with you about Well, at least I, there's an entryway to this one with its subject, I guess. But Be then for people who care. As you know, Petra Von Kant is one of my... Yes. That could be Luckily, in my top 20 films well, of all time. Like, If it's not, I don't know what we're doing. So. Right. I mean, that movie is like... It shouldn't be in existence. Don't so, worry. You know, this... Believe it or not, again, coming from Ozone, the way he's been for the last however many years, um, it's not actually trying to do that. So don't worry. The name is Cheeky, um, just as is the people who you are going to get to see return from that world. And uh, the level of comedy and self-awareness that doesn't go too far, but goes just far enough. I had a fucking blast. I didn't expect it. I begrudgingly turned it on and like 20 minutes and I was like, okay, we'll see. He's going to ruin it. I know he's going to ruin it, but it's a great time. Heavily recommend to put away the truth of how shitty a filmmaker Ozone has become. Okay. <laughs> I'm Checking just, out, I'm not jazz. This has been a year of motherfuckers taking like, movies that are in my personal top 10 and remixing with that and the fucking donkey EO. Well, you're wrong about EO, but... <laughs> I'm not mad at EO. I like EO. I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, can we leave well enough alone for... <laughs> this one isn't... This is not anyone calling this like a remake or even a reimagining. That's very silly. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a cheeky title to tell a, to tell a cheeky fun story involving more than ozone the people who actually knew fassbender um so yeah don't worry you're you're safely in good hands and it also this made me hate ozone more because i was like oh you can still make good films you're just a fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah okay well that's an interesting way to get me on board but i will i'll do it and i'll do it for you and i'll do it for the listeners yeah just try it about dude. the most yep um, all right, fine. So what else do we got here? Did you watch both sides of the blade? I still have not. Okay. Well, I will, uh, this has been documented on the show before, but I was not pleased with both sides of the blade. Not mm -hmm. that it's a necessarily bad movie. It's just beneath Claire. It felt and felt like that motherfucker. We were just talking. Well, no, it's not as good. Wow. It can't be that bad. No, no, it's, 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 it's just, um, it's so very French, so very like tawdry French cheating thing that you've seen a million times. That well, like, I believe when you when you first went off at the music box, I jokingly, but then you were serious and I was sad. I said, "Oh no, is it late career Olivier Isaias?" And you said, yes. "Pretty fucking close." And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough because it, it's interesting. I mean, obviously it's Claire, so there the way it's shot in certain moments. Oh, there's always magic yeah. can make you forget some things. But I think I was so excited when I read the review or I, the description of it, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds boring as hell. I can't wait to see what Claire does with this." Yeah. And it's cool to see, but it is kind of boring as hell. And it just felt, it just felt cheap and uh, not of Claire's enigmatic way of uh, presenting cinema. Mm -hmm. However, little did I know, given the reception this got out of Cannes, which was this is a piece of shit movie, 
what a hit job someone really got on social media. Probably the same motherfucker that said that there was a new Lynch movie coming. Uh, Someone really caught fire with saying Stars at Noon is a disappointment. And uh, I think hopefully we are both here to tell you all that ain't true. Stars at Stars at Noon is a fucking delight. My Stars friend. at Noon is one of her best in a long time. I probably, you know what? I'm gonna say since Bastards, this is her best movie. Yeah. Okay. If we remove a thing that is in my favorite moment she's ever done. So if we take out Andre 3000's death from High Life, which is still one of the biggest peaks of her career, in my opinion, I know that's, that's stupid. Good. I promise, I'm not trying to be an asshole. No, 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 you know I agree with you on this. Yeah, even though if I'm not take, crazy about High Life, but if we I take do that death I'm... out of High Life, then I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Stars at Noon. I mean, I. I mean, her returning to you know where we began. We're back in the world of Chocolat of fucking white colonizers destroying everyone else everywhere they go. And we're also back with so much comedy that only the best of people can do because it is hard, hard to do comedy like this. Given the subject matter. Yeah. And it's, I don't know about you, but I, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. There was a lot of great moments. I mean, I, I think like, all the performers, I, I don't know, a lot of people say Mark, Mark's her name, Margaret, Margot Qualley. Oh, yeah, I think that's it, yeah. She was Margaret great. Qualley. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, she's terrible and she's miscast. Yeah, I know there was a different cast originally. It was supposed to be like, who? Yeah, everyone's just mad our Pat's Kristen Stewart or something. Get get it was our Pat. Robert Pattinson. And he, right. I don't know why, but he dropped out. But fucking get over it. Yeah, who cares? Like, they, it doesn't matter. Like, also, this is better because that guy couldn't look more like an incest society white man, which is yes. perfect for all these jokes. Our past would have been way too sexy. He would have been the film. He's too hot. He would have been truly the film equivalent of what that character would have been in like the 1950s or 40s. Yeah. That is not what that motherfucker would look. This motherfucker would look exactly like this guy yeah. whose name I've completely forgotten. But yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. But anyway, the casting's perfect in this. Yeah, casting's perfect. Benny Safdie. Oh, he's so great as like the CIA agent. Oh my, chilling though. Like I didn't know he could act that. He's good in all their movies. I have zero complaints about Benny Safdie in anything as an actor. But I will say I didn't know he had this level in him. Yeah, even in uh, the pick. I almost said Pickerish Lisa. Licorice pizza. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh boy! And a, a reminder to not uh, smoke the loud before. <laughs> yeah. But you're only allowed to smoke ditchweed before we do an episode. I think so. This this shit is very uh, <laughs> sticky. Um, yeah. So but also like the little John C. Riley moment. Bless. Yeah, Benny and yeah, that's pretty funny. It's like you got the Benny Safty cameo speaking part. You've got the very short John C. Riley uh, cameo. It's like Again, it's hilarious. Lisa. Very pickerish Lisa. <laughs> Ask me. I'm sure it's, we'll on, it's on Hulu. What? Yep, they already dumped it. Stars at Noon is on Hulu. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm stoked because everyone can go watch it. But wait, let's see. Yeah, they did day and date with brief theatrical and on demand on October 14th. And then they started streaming on Hulu on the 28th. Holy shit. Okay. 
further proof that A24 hates their best movies. Yeah, well, that well, that for sure is true. I mean, <laughs> this is the best thing they've put out in a minute, motherfuckers. I can't. Since, since Death of Dick Long. I always beat that drum. I'm sorry. But till you watch it, I'm going to keep screaming. <laughs> I will never watch it. So I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say, though, <laughs> Stars at Noon is probably in the running for best film of the year for me personally and that and the other one that it's fighting with which i'm sure we'll return to is uh you guessed it mr stevie steel steelberg (laughs) mr spevie steelberg's (laughs) the fablemans i truly want to table this one completely because i think to do justice to this conversation me and you need to have an episode where we talk about as fast as we can his career and Fablemans. I don't think we can okay. talk about yes. Holy dude, because I listen, I have read some of the pieces some of you motherfuckers have written. But we have to yeah, this is uh yeah, there's a lot to un- there's a lot to unpack with this movie. So you're right. We will need a full it's like full walking show. to Marwin level of needing it to leave up. Maybe for the holidays. Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see what happens. I want to talk shit on one mainstream movie before we do more shit talking next time we return to this. Um, what is it? I know you felt differently than me. Uh, real quick, two to fire off. I'm tired of hearing about Speak No Evil. If one more person tells me that movie's fucking brilliant, I'm going to cut my tongue out. Calm yeah. down. It has yeah. an awesome, amazing death scene. Otherwise, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Again, it's- horror people, you know Guys, what I'm about to say. Just ask more for yourselves. Care more about yourself. Yes. You yeah, that's a great you know what? That's a, have really? a little more self-respect. Yes. You guys deserve better. You You're deserve acting better. yes. Yes. You're acting like the f- sorority who just gets trained out. You, you did it, you did so long and so good without making a f- joke and you had to bring it back. For Patreon, I will remember these jokes and <laughs> tell them to you at the highest level. <laughs> but look like yeah and even though i'm not as jazz as a lot of people guys demand something at least as um lofty uh as skinnamarink instead of pretending something like speak no evil or fucking what's the other one the one you were so mad about uh the red poster barbarian yeah like instead of pretending barbarian and speak no evil are fucking masterpieces at least ask for a skinnamarink and you know Give credit to the filmmakers who are trying. You are so hard up for some just genre B entertainment. And once again, what's killer is we're actually not hard up for it. Y'all just do not care to do anything but click on what pops in front of you. And that's a bummer. Stop doing that. Again, love yourself. Respect yourself. Have a little respect. There is a Walter Hill B Western out there that's dedicated to Bud Bedeker. That exists. And it truly is that. I would say it's less of Bud Bedeker, maybe more of the Randolph Scott Andre de Toth films. But I would agree. I would agree. It's but really fantastic and really it's bad. out there. It's out <laughs> there for all you little sluts. So <laughs> it might be more a time for dying though, if he is. <laughs> maybe that's oh, yeah. there's a fun double feature right there. Oh, yeah. To close this out. And I know you felt differently at the time. I don't know if you do now. But I uh really deeply hate the batman oh so yeah, i don't like the batman either oh so much um first i'll get the annoying part out of the way because i always like to get like the personal issue out of the way first and then we can talk about the actual filmmaking sure the personal issue is 
yes, almost every Batman comic and movie uh, has been pro-cop, right? Most of them are. In a lot of them, it's baked into the story. Some of them are not, and they're better, of course, but it's very common. Maybe not Batman Returns. Batman Returns, it's not. It's one of the exceptions. But the the best Batman Batman movie. Yes. Yeah. Batman Returns, no. But I will say I never thought anyone, even though Chris Nolan is a a known neocon, (laughs) um, and just a fucking monstrous, like, British royalty piece of shit. Wait to see what Oppenheimer turns into. Oh God! Even because I actually want to watch it just for the sheer level of filmmaking, but I am sure oh, that ideologically is. that movie is ripe to be problematic. But I mean, he's like really- he's like James Cameron for me at this point. I will always watch what you do because when you point cameras at stuff, I enjoy it. But usually, well, at least with James Cameron, we can be excited that he's doing a sequel because he's pretty good with sequels to movies. <laughs> Three more sequels. <laughs> yeah, well, he's when he does a number two, he kind of knocks it out of the park. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't watched it yet. But Alien, Terminator 2, Avatar 2, Piranha 2. Well, Piranha 2 is the peak. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I went into this knowing that even though, you know, like, it's it's certainly not uh, under-discussed mm-hmm. how slippery and gross the political leanings and pro-Patriot Act, The Dark Knight, is you know because oh, it's yeah. not it's not subtle about it no but it's really not then when dark knight rises came out i was truly floored um by how pro cop that was well that one's so funny because it's like yeah because it's so stupid it, it, i mean it lets you know that chris nolan is an idiot frat boy all those fat chicago cops just like running <laughs> up the street with batman was maybe yeah. one of the funniest things i've ever oh. seen in the movies so good. It also just made me want Andy Kaufman to show up from um, God Told Me To. <laughs> yes, yes. And just kill them all. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. So I went into this Batman being like, man, at least it won't be like Dark Knight Rises, you know, mm-hmm. politically or whatever. But I got to say, of every piece of Batman media ephemera I know of on planet Earth, there has never been... A more long-winded way <laughs> to say that blue lives matter. Oh my it's, god! When it literally, when it actually gets to that scene where not only do the cops save the day, but there's there's dialogue about the cops saving the day, and about how nothing could have happened without them. So getting that yeah. part out of the way, because the 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 like lustful, it's just crazy how I don't know why, but how hard this director is for cops. It's weird. It's like. It's like Lori Lightfoot um, directed those movie <laughs> those scenes. Yeah, um, yeah. Which feels so strange from the rest of the movie because it's like not that the rest of the movie is that good, but like no, it's I not good. Say, it's just I love when he's happen. at the club. I love that he goes to the club three times in the movie. Yeah, there's there's some fine moments. Most mostly, I think it's just an embarrassing fun time at the movie. Embarrassing because it feels like a first year film student got a $200 million budget somehow to do whatever they wanted, but was working with a real crew who kept trying to talk them out of choices that were made. Great Um, opening. I got to say. Yeah. Opening's good outside of the narration. Yeah. Outside Um, of the narration. Yeah. The narration is some of the most misguided, obviously the soundtrack. It's crazy. That was not the first draft (laughs) to play, to play something in the way twice. 
that was uh shocking <laughs> it's true no i truly when it came back on i was just cackling because i was like who that loves him in his life didn't say buddy that i promise this is not a good idea it's not a good idea the first one but we'll give you one <laughs> Did, I, I don't know there was a there was a lot in this movie that really made me uh yeah. wonder why this this gigantic movie wasn't vetted a little bit better because it's like like at the end of the day the thesis that keeps returning just ask better for yourselves movie watching friends because everyone being also just don't don't come at me and call this shit film noir or we're gonna stop being friends (laughs) yeah your life is in danger like let alone but don't even because the thing if people were calling it neo-noir i'd still be upset or or I don't know what you call it now, neo-neo-noir, post-neo-noir. I don't know what the fuck you would call it at this point, but it's none of that. Just ask better. Ask better for yourselves, and that's my holiday wish. Yeah, really. I mean, like... Treat yourselves better. We deserve... We all deserve better movies. Don't I do like how it's... Middling shit. I like how at the end of the movie, though, he's like, when they're, like, saving all those people... Like, that end... Okay, first off, that ending is truly the most dog shit part of the entire experience it's so boring it's boring it's so boring what you mistake the in the very last moments of american sniper for being okay all right, <laughs> no okay. one is mistaking that no one's sense. mistaking yes that yeah, no, no, it, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> it is like what this movie just grinds to a screeching halt a screeching, and, like uh insane cop loving weird incel halt <laughs> yes yes in that in that classic neoliberal way where it's like damn we got the we got the aoc figure up yep. there we've got uh you oh, know we got this- in we got incel motherfuckers on message boards just like fucking blowing people out from the rafters uh oh, what know? are these message boards man the people who made this have never seen a message board in their life I, yeah, <laughs> this is the Eric Adams movie. <laughs> That's what this movie is, and the funniest part of the whole movie that literally I had I like very audibly started laughing during the movie, like gut reaction is when he they're all in the flood together at the very end, and Batman's just moving people from one part of the flood to the other. <laughs> And the music playing, it's like, what is he doing? He, he's not saving him. He just he's moving them from one side to the other. Well, AOC didn't want to get that pencil, that pencil skirt wet, you know. But if they're still wet, it's just like it's just I like, it was like I don't know. It's what all that. like the whole movie is nonsense. But yeah, the last <laughs> third truly, I'm like, did everyone call in sick? And they just made like some poor intern who's like, wait, I don't actually like movies. My dad's making me do this for the summer. They like made them direct it. <laughs> yeah, but quite possibly. It's it's shockingly weird in those sections. Um yeah, 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 yeah. No, no love for the Batman. The Joker oh character they had in it looks terrible. It's really there are no characters. That's also the big insult. There are zero characters in that whole movie. Yeah, there really aren't. I mean, no, it, there's no characterization. The at only all. one is the penguin because he feels like a comic book movie villain who showed yeah. up to be part of a comic book movie, and yeah. then is wondering what everyone else is doing. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We'll get another one. We got a new Joker coming. I'm sure there's another Harley Quinn movie coming. Although now, about the Joker, and I'll see if I kill myself. 
But we do know the Rock has now left the DCEU. Your Snyderverse is coming to a fucking end, my friend. No, replaced no. by the James Gunnverse. I told you. It was over as soon as I saw fucking Army of the Dead or whatever. It was officially dead. I'm, I'm done and I'm embarrassed at what I did in the past. So we can hopefully close that chapter. Well, I'm truly ashamed how much effort and time I put into that. Well, I'll never do this again on the show. <laughs> but I am proud of you. <laughs> See, folks, Christmas miracles can happen. And look, we didn't even have to have three ghosts visit us overnight. We just had to talk it out with a couple beers. A couple beers uh, over the internet, and in, you know, which we don't need to do. If we wanted to actually talk it out, we could just go to each other's houses. We live in the same city. Um, <laughs> but instead, we've chose to do it this way. Yeah. 90% of our friendship is across Zoom. It really is. That's why it's so fun when we see each other in person. It is true. We, we get excited, and then we achieve a lot every time. So yeah, yeah. Let's end that on there. We we really uh, we might have uh, solved the year oh. highs and lows for y'all. No, we got some motherfucking bangers. Yeah, no, we're not talking the next quarter. We're talking the whole fucking year. Yeah, we might have. We, I mean, really, we did a we we basically got two years locked in. So yeah, we have, we have we're good from now on that. So we're we at our shout out to our office who doesn't make us rent an office space over at Ye Rainbow Club. Yeah, um, right. that's where if you ever want to see us in person that's not at the music box theater the only other possible place to see us is at rainbow that's where true we will be solving highs and lows because so. that's a chicago institution that is a creative hub that has served chicago yeah. for years i mean you had jim o'rourke you had the sea and cake tortoise wilco all these bands recording right next door to that fucking place stereo lab they even wrote and, a song about Rainbow Club. And it's still fucking cheap. The bartenders take no shit. It's They'll even try to give you uh, highs and lows advice. Yep, which is awesome. It's welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they gave us one that we're actually using, but they gave us a different pairing for it. So, yep. yep. Um, so, you know, shout out to Rainbow. Um, and yeah, on that note, I got to take a piss and I got to get ready to go to. Ye old music box. Um, one of the rare times I'm there that John is not. That's um, right. But don't worry, John. I'll be picking up my, re-picking up my copies of uh, your two favorite films, Tales from the Quad Dead Zone and The Corn Shucker um, from the October screening. So don't you can borrow them. Good. Oh, saying. good, good. So yeah, you probably won't see us together. Actually, you might see us. Actually, you will see us together in January. I'm going to help you... Uh... Explain the amazing backstory of Tightrope. <laughs> we'll call him the expert. Yes, but we'll That's be there. Because I gave them a teaser in the capsule for the website. Okay. Just said, yeah, it just says um, something like, you know, legend has it or whatever, that it was uh, in part directed by, but then I just put most definitely directed by. So I love you can that. talk more about that. We'll talk more about it, my theories regarding that. And then, uh, yeah, maybe my favorite Jalo ever, Blizzard in a Woman's Skin. I will take no uh, arguments towards it not being at least one of the best ever made from anyone. Because if so, you just don't care about movies. 
That's very true. And so. that is the truly ultra rare original Italian Technicolor print coming from Italy, and it actually looks fucking sick. So, yeah, Will's doing good work over there. So, right. well, we'll, I've got a, one of my dog bites is bleeding. <laughs> okay, so we'll see it. We'll see it. Both of those in rare moments where we'll be sincere on stage. Yes. Yes. Come see it. Um, also, since we already talked about it, just a a bit of promo. Truly come check out No One Heard the Scream if you haven't seen it, because Eloy de la Iglesia is a fucking amazing filmmaker. Absolutely. Outside of Jello, he only made one Jello, argu- arguably. Um, but We're if you haven't seen Spanish Jello, yeah. that, you know, of course, Corruption of Chris Miller is always probably going to be the peak or, you know, um, House Psychotic Women. Um, but for my money, this one is also up there. And it's also fun because it, expands giallo in a good way but without the bullshit way other people pretend you can (laughs) right and what's your first one coming up it's the first one's all the colors of the dark which if it goes well we are going to have um i don't know if she's going to come but uh sergio martino's daughter we've been talking to (laughs) so we'll see what that becomes um that's sick i'm i'm grateful for a last minute switch they got to pop in at least in my opinion one of Lindsay's, at the very least, most fun uh, Jello entries. So sweet, so perverse. Shit's a great time. If you haven't seen it on the big screen, um, you know, people, some people disagree and think it's not one of his better movies, but I personally am quite a big fan. I would probably be one of those people. And not that I don't think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I just think it's. Well, it's okay. This is an important thing to just burst some of you people's giallo bubbles a little bit. <laughs> Not every giallo is an Argento style. Well, that's why this one's so fun because it's before. And that's why I right, want to exactly. do it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, so let me not, it's not Argento. This isn't lurid Technicolor Baba, but this is the other thing that creates giallo. And as much as there are these super stylish giallos, there are as many of these kind of soap opera-ish giallos. But while this might not hit the same chords that you're used to with giallos, I will say that this is a important part of the story of giallos because there are a lot of giallos like this. Yeah. And when they suck, they're some of the worst things you have ever seen. But when they don't, you're having a swinging good time in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Also, if you if you all come out to this one, the next year I can fly an print of Interabang, which is one of my favorite, uh, not traditionally Giallo Giallos. So come to this so I can show Interabang, I promise. That movie's fucking cool as hell. <laughs> that is a cool movie. Okay. Um, now before Will dies, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna say goodbye until our next episode. But uh, we'll see y'all soon. Happy we'll holidays. Christmas Hunt Kwanzaa all that shit. All that stuff. We'll probably try to get one more in before Christmas, but if not, Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Mm